Amen. Amen. Let's give them up. Give a hand for this group. Awesome. Well, one thing as I was thinking about the four, those four graduates and their stories and what God's done in their lives, something that stood out to me is that every one of them, at whatever place they were at in life and the challenges they were facing and the questions that they had and the priorities in their life, they each gave God a chance to show up. And I just want to say a few words this morning about that. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures about that. But if you look at, at Emma, you know, in her place of, of, discourage, of you know, anxiety and not having the connections she wanted, but when she, she met some people who were followers of Jesus and they were kind of different, but she's like, I'm going to give this a chance. Or, you know, Dulcie with the challenges she was working through and just, just growing and the, the insecurities and the anxiety. But she was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give God a chance and I'm gonna, that's going to look like opening up my life to other people and it's going to look like seeing what God has to say and really like giving it a chance to work in my life. And Elizabeth, same thing. I love how she says she came and it was like, oh my goodness, not this. Like this, this is kind of intimidating. I, whatever, the way these people are living, I don't think that's, that's, that's a lot. But she like wrestled through that and ended up saying yes to that. And the growth and the transformation is just so amazing of what God did, of what God's done. And Romaine, you know, same thing. He, I, I, I love how he, he, I've heard him talk other times about how when he came to K-State, he wasn't looking for a church. And like he said today, like he was going to live the full college life. But when he met someone, he was different, and he met some people that had something different. He's like, you know what? He just kind of gave God a chance. He stuck in there long enough. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that God is the rewarder of those who seek him. God is, if anyone comes to God, they must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who sincerely, earnestly seek him. And there's something about to experience what God has for our life. We've been talking all since January about the impossible life. We've been talking about the kind of life God wants to bring us into that is beyond our natural ability. That when we read the stories of people in the Bible, like, like Daniel or Moses or Deborah, that it's, those aren't just stories about other people who lived and God did impossible things through them, but they're models for us of the same kind of impossible life that we can experience through faith in Jesus. The kind of impossible life that God brought to the earth through us, uh, through Jesus, for us. And, but it, every one of those people, they had, a, they had a choice. They were given an opportunity to, to say yes to God or to go on their own way. And they all, even in their places of insecurity and questions and doubts, distractions, other priorities, they all at least put the, a step forward and said, okay, God, I'm just going to take a step towards you and see what happens. And it's always in that place of, of response, of saying yes to God, that he, he meets us and does, does amazing things. And so we're heading into the summer here. This is the last Sunday that some of you will be here before heading home. This is the last, um, you know, the second to last Sunday here in the hotel before we have a, a little change of venue for a few weeks. But it's really, I believe, a significant opportunity as we're heading to something that God is encouraging us to, to give him a chance to say, wherever we're at right now, 
A friend of mine wrote a song once that said, that a, line in the, a line in the song was, as I come to worship, I know that there's more of you than what I have seen or known. And that's, that's the truth, that whatever we've experienced so far, there's more of God. But we will experience exactly as much of God as we make room for in our life, as we give him a chance for. And we see this, you know, every, um, every hero in the Bible, every great story of, of most, not every miraculous story, because sometimes God just moves. Sometimes he just like shows up and bam, we're unexpected. But a majority of the time, there, there's an opportunity and it's in, there's a human element of faith and response that's involved in that process. I was, um, we're not going to look at all these scriptures, but the story of, I was thinking this week, the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And, I mean, that's a story of God showing up. That's a story, if, if you know just the basics, was this guy, Daniel, was a leader in the Persian kingdom, the most powerful empire on earth. And he was so effective, although he was a follower of God, he was um, from the nation of Israel, had been taken captive, he was so effective that all the other leaders, except for the king who trusted and respected him, the other leaders were jealous of him. And they said, hey, how can we trip Daniel up? Because we don't want him like being promoted and having favor. We, we want to try to pull the rug out from under that. And they said, there's only one way that we're going to be able to trip him up. And it's the only thing we could find would be in response to the laws of his God. Because as faithful as he is to the laws of our kingdom, there's a higher law in his life. And he's made space in his life for God and for his law. And so they, they conspired to pass this law that no one could pray to anyone except the king. And the king, of course, was like that idea, and so he signed it into law. And it says that then they went to Daniel's house, and he had a habit of three times a day, morning, noon, and night, he would go to the window, and he was probably facing towards Jerusalem, praying for God's purpose for his, his homeland and for God's kingdom. And he, he would pray regularly three times a day. And all he had to do was like, just like go and you know, not do that in the window. He probably could have gotten away with it. But he was like, no, I, I am making the first priority of making space in my life to seek God. I'm making the priority of my life to put God first, and I'm going to do that no matter what. And so sure enough, he, the, the other leaders saw him doing that, and they turned him into the king because he, he just he continued. He was, he was making space for God. And because of that, the king had to throw him into the lion's den, even though he didn't want to. But in that environment, the angel of the Lord showed up and shut the lion's mouth. And Daniel came out. And not only that, but let's just pause there, but think about that, that if, if Daniel hadn't been just so, that having his first passion of his heart to know God and to seek God and to know God's word and to pray, if, if he had let that slip, then the whole story of Daniel in the lion's den wouldn't have happened. And how many of you know, like, there's a battle for us to, like, give God space in our life? There's a battle for us to give God a chance to show up in all the stuff going on. I know in my life right now, as a single dad and with our 12-year-old Amzie having epilepsy and health issues and, 
and you know, son Kay just left to move overseas last Wednesday. Like our life, it's, it's harder than ever for me, it seems like, to have time to get with God, to pray in a focused way, without distractions. It's harder than ever to read the Bible. It's, it's harder than ever to, like, to, to, to I, I'm staying, it's harder to go to bed earlier because there's just so many unthings done at night that it's like, okay, I got to do that. And also I'm just like ready to kind of unwind and easily find myself like checking my Instagram feed and like decompressing. And then it's like, oh, it's a little late. And then I'm tired the next morning. It's like, it's harder than ever for me to wake up in the morning and spend time with God. There's more of a battle in my life than there ever has been. But I also, the truth is, I need that more than ever before. Like, I need, I need that space and time in my life more than ever before. I was talking to a, a parent recently, and they were, they were just walk, begin, a new parent, and talking about the sleeping challenges and, and children, and I realized it's, they, it came out that, or in the conversation, it was like, you know, it's, I'm so tired Sometimes I wait, you know, I wake up because my child wakes up in the morning and then the day starts. And we talked through that, that, you know, that's, that's very understandable, but you're not going to win that way. Like, if consistently you're waking up with your child, your day is lost, <laughs> basically. Like, if you want to win, if you want to have this impossible life, you have got to get up before your children and get something with the Lord and get your day organized, and start. Because there's, you've got to make space to give God a chance to show up in your life. Maybe if you, can, if you have a way, show me. But I have never seen it happen. There's, it's just, it's, it's, it's wherever we are, giving God a chance to show up in our life and come through. And it's so powerful in the story of Daniel that when he did that, not only was he saved, but the king issued a new decree, and he said, hey, forget that old law, like, we gave that a chance, everyone praying to me, that was a bad idea, but now, I'm telling you this, no one can pray to anyone except the God of Daniel, because his kingdom is over every other kingdom, and because Daniel gave God a chance, because he made space for God, the kingdom of God grew, and the whole, there was a testimony about God in in the whole empire. Um, that's, so what does that look like as we, as we start our summers? What does that look like? What, what does that look like to give God a chance? It's, it's making time for God in our daily schedule. It's making time for God on a daily basis. So as we're talking about the whole, like, the core Bible studies that we're doing, really those are designed to, among other things, Help us establish a pattern of meeting with God every day and feeding our souls with his word and retraining our mind and just getting in God's presence and letting him lift us up to a new place. That is an essential part of living this impossible life. It's crazy that even Jesus, who was God, but as a man, he needed to do this. Even Jesus needed to get away from the demands of life and ministry and just have mono o mono time with the Father and just connecting with him and being recharged and being refreshed and getting his marching orders and direction from the Father. In, in uh, Luke 4, it talks about this. And yeah, Luke 4, 42 through 44, when it was day, 
This was early on in Jesus' ministry. He'd been doing powerful miracles already. It says, when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. So he's like, at, some versions say, at the break of day. It was like, when, and when the day started, when it became day, he got up and got away from everything and went to a desolate place. And then the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So Jesus himself got away, communed with the Father, and then got filled up with what he needed. And what he needed was revelation of God and his kingdom so that he could bring that message to the world. And the same thing is true for us. Like, it's not just meeting with God so that we can keep our head above water, as much as I feel that way a lot of times. But it's really so that we can, yes, get our head above water, get what we need, but also be infused with understanding and revelation of God's kingdom and have a message that we're able to bring to the world around us. That we can be like Jesus and say, hey, I must. Like, I, I was sent for this purpose. I, I wasn't sent just to live my life, to survive or for my own goals. But I must be a part of God's kingdom coming to the world. I must do that. I've got to do that. And so because of that, I've got to give God a chance. I've got to make space for God. And then we can be like Jesus and, and do this. It talks about the early church in Acts 2.42, that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's what, for us, like the, the four core books that we have, those are like a, our best synopsis. They're our apostles' teaching. Like, this is who God is. This is the gospel. This is everything. Everyone needs to be a disciple and then to make disciples. And that's, that's our goal, is that everyone would be a disciple of Jesus and then make a disciple. Like, one every two years. That's kind of our goal for our church, is that everyone in our church would be a disciple and be about every two years making another disciple of Jesus. That comes from being devoted to this teaching, from letting it play out in our life. And so, um, I just want to encourage us, wherever we're at, that, man, what, what does it look like for you to give God space? What does it look like for you to give God a chance to show up in ways beyond where he is right now? Um, I hope it looks like, right after we're done today, going to the Welcome Center and filling out a Connect card and saying, hey, I want to take the next Kingdom Living 1, 2, or 3 of Real Life Discipleship. I want to go through that. I want to learn this word. I want to make space in my life. I want to become a disciple at a greater level, and I want to pass that on. And then we as a church, we're going to help organize and coordinate groups and get those going this summer. And I believe God's going to do great things as we do that. Um, yeah. Really good. One last scripture. I don't know if it got up here, but 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, um, it says, show yourself approved to God as a workman or a workwoman who doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Show yourself approved to God. So you have been, if you believed in Jesus, he's approved you in a sense that he's adopted you into his family. But then he's also like inspecting our lives and going, hey, 
How are you building your life upon what I've given you? And Paul tells Timothy, hey, show yourself approved to God, that you're taking God's word and you're learning it and dividing it so you can apply it to your life and apply it to the world. So, man, I just, I am truly, like, I just love, I, as, as we were worshiping, I just was like, man, I love being in this room with this group of people because I, I can tell this is a group of people that, that love God. And even this morning, it's like I, I can just feel like people's like openness and responsiveness and hunger to say, Lord, I want to, I'm just little old me, but Lord, I want to, I want to open myself up to you. And I just had a sense of God seeing that and liking that. And going, yeah, man, these are the kind of people I'm looking for. And man, we, we could spend all day just telling the stories of what God's done in our life in the last year as we've done that. And I am just so expectant, even as we head into the summer, as we make room for God, as we give God a chance, that what he will do in our lives is beyond what we could ever do ourselves. And I also believe that that's going to carry over, that you know, three months from now, when some of you all come back, you're going to be like, man, who are these new people? Like, I, they weren't here in May when I left. And it's going to be like, yeah, you know what? People were giving God a chance and growing his disciples and reaching people around them and their other lives being changed. And, man, that's, that's, that's the life to live right there. So let's give God a chance. It's good stuff. Not like he needs a chance. You know what I mean. But he sort of does need a chance. He, he set it up that way, that he, he opens the door. He, he comes through when we open the door. So, all right. Well, um, keeping it short and simple today. We have a lot of good stuff going on. We're going to head downstairs for the baptism. Rebecca's baptism, so that is awesome. Um, don't forget to fill out a Connect card, and uh, even if you're out of town this summer, you're like, oh, I don't know, I, I can do that on my own. Maybe do that on your own, but also, like, we'll have someone, like, call you once a week and talk through what you're, talk through what you're, you're learning if you're not in town. Um, we have people committed to walk alongside you in this process. So let's just, let's pray together. Father, you are the rewarder of those who open up to you, who seek you, who say yes to you. Lord, I pray that you would uh, birth faith and just that every one of us would leave here today with a, a clarity about the, the, the preferred future, the greater things that you're leading us into. Lord, I just even pray for a faith that where I am right now is not where I need to be in a week. It's not where you, you would have more for me a month from now. Lord, I just pray for faith for that and even just responsive hearts and, and uh, your grace to know how to walk forward. We trust you for this. We're believing you for it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.